0: I want to be able to say uh, Happy New Year to all of our campuses and uh, let you know that today I'm, I'm teaching and I'm pastoring the church. Um, I'm lead pastor uh, over the campuses and over what God has called River Valley Church. And um, people will ask me, like, How's it going at your campus? And I want to let you know that uh, each of our eight campuses in, in Minnesota have their own campus pastor. And I'm the lead pastor over all that. And I, I just pray for God to give me direction and, and leadership and an ability to lead well. And uh, I don't want to just be a communicator to the church, okay? Some people would love to say, all I do is preach, and then I go and chill for the rest of the week. No, I pastor, and I feel that this day-to-day, I want to pastor the church and so there's going to be pastoring, um, encouraging, a little practice in this, and then uh, teaching as we continue on. And I want to let you know, it has to be God that I'm here because I had planned to be on vacation, and then things changed, and then I was here this week, and I want to let you know there's an 83-degree difference between where I was Friday and where I am now, and it's not 83 to the positive. I'm just letting you know. All right. I think it was colder in Minnesota than Antarctica. But anyways. Uh, So I I really believe it's a God thing. I really believe it is a God thing that uh, there's a moment today to teach and to pastor. And there's three things that I want to focus on, all right? Three things I want to focus on and I'm going to hit one very quickly. I'm going to talk about SOAP, uh, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. Probably campus pastors talked about it. I'm still going to hit it. I want to hit that because we're at the start of this new year. Then I'm going to talk about our upcoming recording project, and then I'm going to talk about 21 days of prayer and fasting, and that's where to get into the teaching portion uh, more so. But um, then next week, uh, next week is the vision message. Next week is vision, uh, talking about where we're going. I'm going to announce the theme. Um, I believe it's an exciting uh, opportunity for us to to grab hold of what God has for us this year in 2018. Uh, There's a special announcement that you don't want to miss. I believe it's going to affect a a good number of people. And so we're just excited about what's happening next week with the vision message. Don't miss that as well. Now, I said quickly I'd hit SOAP. And so I just want to explain to you really quick about this. Uh, Pastor Wayne Cordero wrote a book called The Divine Mentor. In that, he talked a little bit about a, a practice that he does called SOAP, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. And uh, he has his whole church do this. And, and, and as I saw that, I thought that was something that resonated with me for us to do as a church. And so I asked our entire church to start doing this several years ago. And I said, I want us to do two chapters a day. And so. Every day if you go online, you can see uh, at River Valley Church, you can see the, at the website, you'll see soap as an option. If you go to our app, and if you don't have the app, I would encourage you to get the River Valley app. You can have our music, you can give online, you can watch sermons there, you can get the soap reading for the day. So you get the point. It's, it, there's a lot of uh, opportunity there at the app. And uh, we have the, the soap that we read two chapters every single day, and it's something that's important for us to do. And even our children do it do it. Matter of fact, um, I was told that they've changed this this year. Now, instead of the placemats that the kids had, uh, the kids now have the adventure guides. And in there, you'll find the soap reading for the week. And so it's another resource for parents to have. And uh, even the kids are reading the scripture and getting it in them because we believe it's how real life change takes place, that God does something when you engage with his word. And I want to just point this out to you. Every year I get a new journal. This is a, a journal that was sent to me by uh, one of our missionaries. And uh, I just want to point up a, a couple things. I read those two chapters just like you do. I ask the staff. Matter of fact, I mandate that the staff does it. And as your pastor, I'm telling you I want you to do this. Now, some of you immediately go, you're not telling me what to do. You really need to do it because God's working on you. All right. Who in your life stands in authority that could tell you what to do, though, in that way? I mean, really, I'm telling you to do something that's spiritually good for your life. And then you know, if something bows up within you, like, I oh, don't all right, you be- just take some time and pray about that at the end of this service uh, this week. Why did I bow up when the person that God placed in my life to equip me to do good works told me to do something that was life-giving and positive and didn't take my whole day? Okay, anyways, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> In, in my journal, um, just so you know, on the front here, I have prayer list, things I'm praying for, my family. I have my purpose statement right there. On the next page, I have different ideas that I come with. I've already started thinking about themes for next year. Um, I have my personal goals, my church goals. I'm going to read the New Testament in the entire month, the entire New Testament in the month of January, so I'm keeping track of where I'm at. I keep track of the sermons that I've read this year. I have 31 virtues written in the inside cover of my journal. I pray one of these virtues over our children and our daughter in law every single day. I have the big five places that I'd like to see on my bucket list. I have the books that I've read for the year so far. I have one book down. I'm going to try to read 52 this year. I have the different TED uh, talk videos that I've watched. And then I have sermon ideas that I write in here. I'm just giving you an idea of my soap. And you can adapt this how you, how you want. It. Like, I'm working on a sermon, Next More Best. Um, I've already got. A thought for this year's Christmas, uh, I suppose because it just ended Christmas. I've I got a series that I just felt like God has helped me to download called, called Unpredictable Spirit, about how unpredictable the Holy Spirit is, but how divinely appointed everything he does, but just we need a little more unpredictability in our life. Uh, global Individualism, I'm working on a sermon series called Empty. Um, here's one, Denied by the Way We Live. Is Jesus Denied by the Way We Live? That's a series that I'm working on. Some of us need that. I'm just saying, but, you know, I just, it's convicting. Then I just, I'll just give you a glimpse. Every day I'm writing in there. I'm writing in there the two chapters. I write down what I observe, and I'll just give you what I had on Saturday. On Saturday, um, it was John 11 and 12, and I wrote down, and the virtue was love for God, for our kids and for our daughter-in-law. And so this just stood out to me. It says, then Jesus told them plainly, um, that Lazarus had died. Like he's kind of speaking to his disciples and he's saying things and they can't figure it out. He's kind of speaking to him in like a veiled nuance or whatever. And they're just kind of like, what is he? What, what? And then it says, then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus died. Okay. Now that stood out to me in my soap today. You're like, really? That's not very spiritual. Okay. But here's why it stood out. And I wrote this down. I wrote, Jesus, thank you for the way you speak to us plainly. Then later later on in the story, it says, Jesus prayed this for their benefit. And then I said, thank you for the things you do for our benefit. Thank you for the things you just do for our benefit because we're so dense. Lord, Lord, help my denseness. Help me to understand the nuances of the Holy Spirit. And and thank you for speaking plainly to me. And then I prayed this over our kids. Just very shortly, I said, "Um, Lord, thank you for all you do uh, for our sake. And again, Thank you, Lord. And I wrote down, may the whole world go after you. Because it said that in that passage of scripture as well. And then I said, may the Ketterlings, and may specifically Connor, Logan, and Mac have a passionate love for you, God. And I write down my prayer there. And then I go and pray. And I pray over different things. Turn to my prayer list. I pray. That's going on in my life as your pastor. I want you to do that. I want you. I'm going to say this. It's kind of weird to say it. But... Um, like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Do that. Do those things. Pray that over your family. Get this in place so that you can move forward in this year and God can do something. The number one thing that will help you to grow, the study after study has shown this, is daily engagement with the Word of God. Daily engagement with the Word of God. If you're just Sunday to Sunday, you're, you're leaking all week. You need to have daily engagement. We pick out highlights for you, give you two chapters, very readable. If you don't understand the chapters that have been read that day, call your campus pastor or text them, all right? They'll answer every question you have, all right? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and what makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. That's what he wants to do in our life, all right? Second thing I want to talk to you about is our recording project. One of the things River Valley Church is known for is our worship. All around the world, people are talking about our worship, and they're saying, man, your, your songs that are there, they're, they're amazing. I mean, uh, people say, hey, we were visiting a church um, out of town, and they were singing our song. It, was, it blew me away. Uh, another person said, hey, you know, we we're in another country, and they were singing our song. This happened to me. I was in Estonia, and we were worshiping, and I was getting ready to preach, and I was kind of focusing my message. And I was, like, looking at the songs, and the words were beautiful. and I was just, And I was like, that is an amazing song. And I said to the person in Estonia, the pastor, I said, is that Hillsong? He goes, that's River Valley. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's us. Okay, we wrote that. I'm the pastor. I didn't know. All right. I did know, but it was just like, it sounded better in Russian. I don't know, or Estonian or whatever they were singing. Uh, two of the largest, the two largest churches in America right now are singing our songs. It kind of blows me away. So we're kind of, we are known for this. And um, I want to share a little with you about that. I just want you to see a little sample from our recording night before we move forward. Take a look at this. Yes, yes, yes. Super excited for that. I'm here with Pastor Ryan Williams. And uh, if your campus doesn't know who he is, you still have been influenced by him as he leads and stewards our entire worship ministry at uh, River Valley Church. And before we talk about the CD, I'm so excited. It releases March 2nd. Um, I do want to say this. Ryan was an intern at our church, okay? Um, I, I don't, I, I'm getting this right, if I'm not, correct me, all right? But he was kind of looking around like, where's a, a relevant church? And uh, wasn't finding much there. And, and somebody said, come to River Valley, take a look. Was it your father-in-law that recommended that? It
1: was my father-in-law. He's, um, he's the reason I'm here.
0: All right, so he recommends that you come here. And then he, he, you signed up to be an intern.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, not planning on sticking around. Um <laughs> I mean, this is a long time ago. And, Back uh, before you were saved. Yes, so now right. i getting done. No. Found the Lord <laughs> here. You were here. Yeah, long story short, I, I showed up to a Saturday night service here. They said he should check it out before you start interning. And the church was much different. It was much smaller. That's and I showed up on a Saturday night, but the same spirit and momentum and presence of God was here, and I fell in love. It was yeah. amazing.
0: So he's singing, he's interned. I don't have a clue who he is. And if you don't know this, while I'm getting ready to preach, I'm going over my notes and I'm praying over my notes. I'm highlighting things. I'm looking for any last minute additions that the Holy Spirit wants to drop in on me. And sometimes I get distracted by the, you know, I'm I'm singing and I'm worshiping and I'll go from reading my notes to worshiping and, and reading to worshiping and it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, new guy, Ryan, I don't know his name, he starts to sing a song. I'm looking at my notes and my head snaps up. And I just go, Who's he? And they said, he's an intern at the church. I said, he's hired. I mean, literally, maybe a line into the first song, I said, he's hired. And I started to worship with that song that you were leading. And I don't want to embarrass you, but this is exactly. um, During that song, I just was getting a download from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, he's going to lead your worship ministry here at this church. I brought him here for a reason. there's an anointing here that you're going to be able to help pastor and he is going to lead people into the presence of God at River Valley Church. And by the end of the song, I leaned over to Becca and I said, he's going to be leading our music department in in a couple years. God just told me that. This is incredible. Then I went and uh, said, where do we have room for him? And you were at what campus for two and a half years?
1: Faribault campus.
0: Faribault campus. It was amazing. Two and a half years. It was a great, great ride. Commuting back and forth in your Suzuki Samurai. I <laughs> yeah, that. I, all right. I, I,
1: Ninety-six Ford Explorer with no yeah, windows. Oh,
0: <laughs> so, um, you, you, I, the thing I noticed about you, Ryan, was your love for the presence of God because that's our church. That's one of our values. Seven values: presence of God. You're not singing songs. You're not a song leader, you're a worship leader, and you value the presence of God. So talk to us about the presence of God and what you see in worship at River Valley.
1: You know, when I think about the presence of God, I actually think of this. Um, When we come together in corporate worship, um, we're not chasing a momentary feeling or emotion. That's not the case. But rather, God is reminding us of our place in his story. You know? And so I think of John... Uh, 14 where it says Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life and we come to worship corporately and we get we, we come face to face with that truth Jesus is the way he's the way to salvation he's the way through your storm uh, he says I am the truth you can find your true identity your true purpose your true calling in Jesus and then he says I am the life you know if you're bound by addiction or fear or insecurity or a doubt you're living just a piece of your life but Jesus comes and you live a full, abundant life. And that's what we're reminded of when we worship God together. Yeah,
0: it's good, it's good. So good. Now we've just uh, released a, a, a song for the new upcoming you know, album and it's World Needs Jesus. Tell us about that one.
1: Uh, unfortunately, World Needs Jesus will always be a relevant song because we live in a broken world yeah. and we as the people of God will always need an anthem to rise above the brokenness and so that's why this song is so special to our church, to our team. It even challenged me personally because um, as we were writing the song, it reminded me that my worship and the world that I live in, they don't run along separate lines, but my worship and the world that I live in are meant to intersect because Jesus is the answer. And so again, I'm reminded of the power that of, of God in the place when we lift our voices together and sing, our will needs Jesus. That's
0: awesome. And then the title track, Million Lifetimes. Tell us what God's speaking to you on that. So Million
1: Lifetimes, it is, uh, we we just sang it. um, It really is a surrender song. It's a song about the greatness of God. And uh, a lifetime, you look around this room and there's a couple hundred people in here. A lifetime is a marker that means a lot to us. Because every second, every breath. And uh, we could take all the lifetimes in the world and offer them up as praise to God. And still it wouldn't be enough because of how great he is. And so that's what we're trying to communicate in that song.
0: It's beautiful. And the CD is releasing. I know we put more work into it. March 2nd is coming up. Um, Every time we release one, I'm always like, this is incredible. I I feel like it just went to another level on this one. Any thoughts about what God was doing in the whole team with this one? So there's a
1: huge team that... works on these projects and different worship leaders, worship pastors, musicians, songwriters. Some of the songwriters that write songs for these uh, recordings, you'll never see their face. But there's something costly that happened in 2017. We recorded this album. It cost us something because we believe that God wanted to do something greater. And so now in 2018, when it gets released, we believe that something amazing is going to happen because of what it cost us. When, you, uh, when God gives you something to create and it's costly, you know you can see the fruitfulness on the other side.
0: Yeah. Well, it's releasing March 2nd. Highlight that date. Download it. Do social media with it. Um, the company that's distributing it uh, said we didn't know it was going to be this anointed, uh, this many strong songs. Um, I was playing it for a friend this last week in California in in his car, and because I have an advanced copy, and uh, you don 't and uh, and uh, of course <laughs> and he just was like, "Wow, you feel the presence of God in this song like." He, he, just like, wow, and something was hitting him even as we were driving in the car. And so I'm looking forward to what God has. And so I want to pray. I want us to pray together as a church right now. And I would say this, if your uh, worship leader is near you, uh, nothing weird about this, lay hands on them. Go put a hand on their shoulder right now. If a band member is around you right now uh, in the service, uh, put it, if you, you know, let's pray right now. Um, it, I, I want to ask the campus here to stretch out a hand towards Pastor Ryan, and uh, let's just pray for this and what God has in store. Lord, I just thank you for the anointing that you've placed upon Pastor Ryan and upon the whole team. Uh, I just love that, that when I listen to our album, that it, it's all of our own worship leaders. We didn't export or import people and say, hey, these people need to be on there because they're good. Lord, you're doing something amazing here. But Lord, it's more than that. There's a presence of God value here. There's, there's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And I'm praying that through digital music that's delivered, Lord, there's going to be anointing there. There's going to be worship lifted up. There's going to be healing and miracles and breakthroughs that people are going to find you as Lord and Savior as they hear world needs Jesus. That people are going to lay down their life again like Romans 12 talks about a living sacrifice when they hear million lifetimes. I'm I'm just going to believe every time that we sing the name of Jesus, I love that about this album. So many times it says the name of Jesus. It's not just generic God that could be anyone. It's Jesus, the name whereby men must be saved. And so God, we're just praying that the name of Jesus would be exalted, you'd be lifted up. Lord, whatever's next for our 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 praise and worship team, for all of our leaders that are part of River Valley music, not just River Valley worship. Lord, help them to go to the next level. Use their gifts for your glory and for your honor, and we thank you, God, for the gift that is in them. Let it grow. Let it multiply. Let this be their best so far, and may their best continue to flow out of them in a greater way in years to come. Thank you, Lord, for uh, bringing our worship leaders to us, Thank you, Lord, for having them lead us into your presence. Let us never take that for granted. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Can you show your appreciation for the worship team, leaders, tech crew, everybody? Love you, man. Love you. Love you. Love you. you. All right, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Here's where we're going. Um, every year, we've, we've been doing this for several years now, and I, I believe that it always starts out just okay. It's kind of like, oh yeah, we forgot to announce that, or we threw it in the announcements, and I felt like God was saying to us, this year, it had to be deeper, stronger, more intense, more on purpose. And so uh, the team actually did this. They actually made little journals, 21 days of prayer and fasting that are available to the people that like paper. Uh, If you are digital, it is available online with the app. It's actually part of the app. It's uh, actually available on our website. And we want you to be praying each day for something like on Sunday, January 7th, we are praying for the presence of God in all that we do. We're going to lead out with that. Uh, On the 8th, you're actually praying for myself, my wife, our family family. And I thank you for that prayer. And each day there's something to pray for. And I want us to be praying and fasting. And I want to talk to you about this. uh, Fasting, because you're like, pray pray I got fasting what? What what, what are you talking about? We're not, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to what? And I want to explain that. It's very biblical. It's very appropriate. It's what we need to do. And I'll explain it for you. Richard Foster wrote a book called The Celebration of Discipline. And in there, he gives a great definition for fasting. He says, the voluntary abstention from an otherwise normal function, most often eating, for the sake of spiritual activity. So he's saying we're giving up something voluntarily, most often it's eating for the desire of spiritual activity. We're replacing it with something and we're desiring to do something for God's glory, to get closer to God, to have more of God, to have a realignment with what God is doing in this world, in this church, and in our lives. Now, it's easy to do it for other reasons. You say, oh, I'd love to fast. That's great. That'll help me with my resolutions. I can lose that extra five. I'll I'll, I'll join the church. Wrong motive. That's called dieting, okay? Okay. We are doing this, we are giving something up and we're not just giving it up and then suffering through mealtimes, we're giving it up and replacing it with something else and we pray during that time. We take time to pray over these things, and we're abstaining for a purpose, for His glory, and we're abstaining for the purpose because we want more of God. We want a greater intensity. We want to reposition our lives under God. We want to uh, redirect our lives back in line with God's will because we wander. We want um, more of what He's doing in us. We want a reset I mean, doctors talk about the physical effects of fasting, that it resets, it gets the toxins out. And for us spiritually, it's like a reset. There are toxins spiritually in our life that when we deny ourselves food, let me be specific, food, when we deny ourselves, that God does a reset. When you want to take new territory, in the Old Testament, when people want to take new territory, they would fast and pray, and they would get in alignment with what God was doing, and they would fast and say, you're going to give us the battle. I'm going to set uh, all sorts of goals and things in our vision next week, but it's, it's with His strength and with His purpose and for His glory, and we need to realign. We're taking new territory. We were praying about where a new campus would be and we were praying and we went into a moment of intercession. I want to let you know the entire staff was on their knees, on their faces before God. There was an intensity there. There was a desire and a hunger for more. Sometimes you think it's lights and cool and slick and well-prepared. I'm telling you what, it's prayer and fasting. It's God's anointing. It's, it's, that's what breaks through. You can't be cool enough to help set people free from sin. So we need this. We've got to grab hold of this. We're saying, God, we want to go forward with you. We want less of us and more of you. We're saying your will be done. We're saying victory is what we desire. And we want victory, and we are going to enter into things for this year that are going to require us to have another level of of strength. Jesus was talking to his disciples in Matthew 7. They were having a spiritual warfare moment, and Jesus said this, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There was an intensity that they needed, a, a level of spiritual battle or warfare that they needed, and so much of the Christian walk is not wrapped around warfare. And I know that that's a sensitive thing and we want to be culturally sensitive. But I'm telling you what, it is a spiritual battle going on that is happening in our church, in our world of what's going on. When people change from death to life, when they go from not serving Jesus to giving their life to Jesus, it is a spiritual warfare moment that is going on. And we are going to cover that with prayer for this year. Reverend Franklin Hall called fasting God's atomic power. And I say, we need some more of it. We need some more of it. We're going to fast and pray over these 21 days. And when we pray, I'm just praying that we'll... Take a minute, take three minutes, take ten minutes, take an hour, however much it will be. But imagine 9,000 people times one minute, three minutes, ten minutes, an hour. Imagine if all of us do something, and I'm including the children in this. If you look in the Old Testament, sometimes they'd say the fast is for the men, the women, the children, and the animals. You don't have to include your animals in this one, all right? You can keep feeding Fido. He's okay, all right. But this is not for super Christians and pastors. This is for all of us because Jesus said, when you pray, and we're like, yeah, when you give, yes, when you fast, wait. No, it is when you pray, when you give, when you fast. It's for us. It's for all of us to do this. And I want to talk about a few types of fasting, all right? There's a, and again, I'm talking about food here. There's a complete fast where you only have liquid. Some will either do complete fast with water or just juices, Okay, clear juices. That's known as a complete fast. And I would recommend that if you're going to do that, one to three days. I'm telling you, in the Minnesota winter where we're at and where the, the cold and all the things that are going on, if you were in Australia, I'd suggest up to seven days. But we're Minnesota. It's a little cold. I'm just saying, you could complete fast one to three days in this 21 days. there's also a selective fast where you remove elements from your diet. Some people call this a Daniel fast where they don't have meat, they don't have bread, they don't have dessert. They just do fruits and vegetables, okay? And they remove, it's a selective fast. I know uh, one person, he said, I do a protein drink at breakfast, a protein drink at lunch, and a protein drink at night. That's all I do. And you say, well, wait a minute. How's that really a selective fast? And he said, think about the calorie download that I'm not getting. And he said, not only that, Breakfast, now I'm praying. Lunch, now I'm praying. He's like, okay, and I'm replaced. I'm not just doing a diet. Now I've taken that hour that I would have consumed the food, and I'm praying during that time. So it's selective fast. Then there's partial fast, where people, sometimes people call this a Jewish fast, where there's no food during a specific time. I would highly recommend you do this. It's like I'm not going to eat breakfast for these 21 days or I'm not going to eat lunch. I'll eat breakfast and dinner, but I'm not going to eat lunch. Every lunch I'm going to fast and pray for the thing that is there and I'm going to have a selective fast that I'm going to do or a partial fast, all right? I would highly recommend you look at some type of option of that. Then there's a soul fast where you give up something in your life that's out of balance, like social media or TV. That's called a soul fast, all right? Now... um, uh, some people will give up. I, I just want to be clear. This is like not giving up something for Lent. You're like, all right, what are we going to do? You know, it's Lent. Or, yeah, you know, All right. It's not like, all right, I'll give it up and I'll, I'll walk around, no desserts for me. I'm fasting. All right. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. All right. Does that make sense? Um, when it comes to social fast, here's what I, what I give up. Um, I give up talk radio and the talk TV, you know, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, I give them all up, um, and I don't do talk radio. It's a social fast for me, and it resets my life and it helps bring balance. I probably should do it more often. You know, probably once a month I should fast for a month, social media. anyways, but um, <laughs> So you're doing that. All right. now there's online resources for us. I want to wrap this up. There's so much more I could say. A um, couple of quick thoughts. It's always inconvenient. There will be holidays, parties, football games. um, I guarantee you. All right? Stick with it. It's always inconvenient. Don't be weird. Okay? Don't be weird with that. The Bible talks about that in Matthew 6, uh, 16 through 18. He's like, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, okay? So Jesus is telling them, when you fast, don't be weird. Don't be like, fasting, you know, no pop for power, you know? I mean, don't be doing that, all right? <laughs> You're at work, and they're like, hey, it's birthday cake. You're like, not hungry. Drool's coming out of your mouth. And they're like, no, really have a piece. You're like, not hungry. We can hear your stomach. You know, not hungry. Not hungry. You know, just it's okay to say, hey, I'm fasting. Our our church is believing for a spiritual breakthrough. It's okay. I, I want to be here to celebrate. It's okay. You're like, I can't tell them. You can tell them, okay? You just don't lead with telling them, all right? Does that make sense? Fasting, don't invite me for cake today. You know. <laughs> know your body. Know your body. Know your options. Seek God in prayer what to do. I've given you some suggestions. They're in the booklet that you receive. Or again, if you're not paper, don't take one. Let, just do digital. We, we figured half the church was paper, half the church was digital. Um, but do something. Here's why we're doing it in 2018 and starting this way. We're joining thousands of churches that are doing this. And we're leading with this. We're leading with this and saying, God, this will set the course for our year. We're believing that God will give us blessings that will be time-released throughout this year. Because we let out with this, we believe that what we're praying for breakthrough now will reap a harvest in June, July, November, maybe miracle offering. Who knows where it's, maybe a global team. There's gonna be a a, a time-release blessing that God will pour out on us because of this. And it releases the principle of kingdom first. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We desire to see uh, miraculous provisions, breakthroughs, realignments, resets, and we are going to pray and fast to start this year. You may have never done it before. I don't want you to, give you, I don't want you to have an excuse. I want you to lean into this and say, God, help me, speak to me, he will. How do you want me to do this? I want to be a part of this. So Lord, I'm just praying right now that we would see this, a reset, a realignment, greater breakthrough, greater favor, greater anointing, just an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to uh, be in your word daily. Help us to be worshipers, giving our lives as a living sacrifice. And God, help us to lead out with prayer and fasting this year. We are going to say no to something and then say yes to spending time in prayer, yes, to having a breakthrough, yes, to uh, praying for these things day after day, and saying, God, may we realign with you more. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.